Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. So open your Bibles to John chapter 3 and meet me at verse 3. John chapter 3 and verse 3. Once again, I want to welcome everybody watching live with us. Thank you for joining us. Welcome everyone in the building. Thank you for joining us as well. Everyone listening to the replay, watching the replay or listening to the podcast in your car on the treadmill, wherever you may be. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Kurt and Zavin and the team, Pierre, Robert. Thank you back there, Paul. And Rachel's back there. uh, Colleen puts the words on the screen. Thank you guys so very much. Let's dive into the word of the Lord. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, this is powerful because Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. He is a teacher of the religious law in the land in that day. And he approaches Jesus. He wants to meet with Jesus. And Jesus tells him, unless a man is born again or born from above, uh, ironically, it means just to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have left this old life of sin, and now you have entered into this new life of the body of Christ, unless you are born again, that's what that means, you cannot see the kingdom of God. I want you to understand that God is invisible. You have never seen God with your natural eyes. He is invisible and his kingdom is invisible as well. And Jesus is telling us, unless you're born again, unless you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to be able to even see or experience the invisible kingdom of God. Things that are invisible are more real than things that are visible. And over the last, uh, uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to really talk to you about this invisible kingdom of God. Uh, How many of you have ever seen air before? Have you seen air with your eyes? You've seen it. No, none of us have seen air before because air is invisible, but it is more real than we realize even though we don't see it. Uh, How many of you have ever seen radio waves before or sound waves before? Uh, You know, uh, doctors will tell you that there are uh, microorganisms that have never been seen before. These things are real, but they've never been seen before. They are in the invisible realm. But just because something is invisible doesn't mean it isn't real. Doesn't mean it isn't legit just because we can't see it. And Jesus is telling us here, when you are born again, you're going to be able to see the kingdom of God. You're going to be able to experience, you're going to be able to access the invisible kingdom of God when you are born again. Now, if we're going to contrast a believer and an unbeliever, a saint or a sinner, both of us live in this world, in this visual world, in this sensual world, the world that we is dominated about what you can see with your natural eyes, hear with your natural ears, touch, taste, and smell. We are, uh, we've been trained, we've been developed to live in this world, and the believer, the non-believer, the saint, the sinner, we both live in this world. The difference is the saint, the believer can access the kingdom of God, and the unbeliever cannot. The saint can access the uh, invisible realm 
and the unbeliever cannot. And so we are both walking around this earth, but one of us has access to the kingdom and the other one does not. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we'll look at verse 18, the apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now understand, our focus in this earthly existence has been to look at what we can see. We make all our decisions by what we can see. We examine everything we do by what we can see, but the saint, the believer, can also see the kingdom. So we're not to only look at things that we can see, we're to look at things that we cannot see. There is an unseen realm that we are to focus and to give our attention to. And because the things that are seen with our natural eyes are temporary or subject to change. Anything you see with your natural eye is subject to change. But the things that we cannot see or the things we can see on the inside with our eyes of faith are eternal. They can change things that we can see on the outside. What we see on the inside can change what we see on the outside. So I want to remind you that you are a spiritual being. You are a spiritual being. Say this, I am a spiritual being. You are not a natural being only. You are a spiritual being having natural experiences. You are not a natural being having spiritual experiences. I want you to get this because your spirit man, who the real you, lives forever. It's united with the Holy Spirit if you've been born again. And you can see into the spirit realm and, and the, your neighbor, your co-worker, the guy pumping gas next to you at Walmart. If he's not giving his life to the Lord, he can't even see in this realm that you and I can see him. And so we live in this visual, sensual world. and. It dominates us, but we can't forget that there's this invisible kingdom. There's this invisible realm. There's this dimension. There's this level that we can access and see that most people cannot see. So I want to remind you that you are not just human. Listen to me now. You are not just human. You are a spirit being who is connected with God himself. And God has a kingdom that can provide and supply for everything that we need in this earth realm. And we have access to the kingdom of God. Say this after me. I have access access. to the invisible realm. Now, Romans chapter 4, and we'll take a look at verse 17. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. The Apostle Paul wrote this epistle to the Romans. He says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, talking about Abraham, who gives life to the dead. Now, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. 
And so we see in this passage of scripture that God, this is what God does. He calls things that do not exist as though they exist. Notice things that don't exist are things we can't see with our natural eyes, right? We uh, we, we tend to think they don't exist if we can't see them, but there is a realm, there is a dimension that is real, it's eternal, and although we can't see it with our eyes, we can call things from that dimension, the kingdom of God, into this earthly realm. Are you listening to me today? Somebody say, say, somebody say amen to that. You can do it. You can call. God, when he wanted light in Genesis chapter 1, it was dark on the earth. He didn't say, look how dark it is. He called for light. Light was not even in existence at that point in the earth. He called for light. Some translations say that he literally said, light in me be. And he lit up the earth. And then a few days later, he created the sun and the sun began to light the earth. So he called for light and light came and darkness ran away. You can call for things in the invisible realm, in the kingdom of God, call them into manifestation in this realm and they will push out any and everything else that you see, feel, touch, taste, and smell. I want to talk to you about the power that you possess. You are not just like everybody else. I don't care where you were born. I don't care what side of the tracks you were born. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what gender you are. Uh, there are only two genders, by the way. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. It's just male and female. Let me make that clear. There's only male and female. That's it. I, I, I don't care. You can access God by calling things that be not as though they were. The word call means to request. The word call means to place a demand upon. Back in the day, I, I was thinking about this, but back in the day, you remember calling for pizza. You remember that? You would pick up the phone and you would place a demand for a large meat lover's pizza hut pizza. That was my favorite. Meat lovers. I've grown up and I can't have all that meat right now, but that was my favorite back then. I pick up the phone and I will place a demand for a large stuffed crust meat lovers pizza. Then I would go with a smile on my face and pick it up. I called for it. I placed the demand for it. Now we just do it online, right? And there's several different ways to do it. Back in the day, you would pick up the phone and you would call for it. And it would arrive either by delivery or you would go pick it up. But you had to place a demand upon it and then it would show up. Uh, we talked last week about the woman with the widow woman that had a jar of oil. Her husband is dead. The creditors are coming to take her sons to be slaves. She went to the man of God. What do you want me to do? The man of God said, what do you have in the house? She said, I have a little jar of oil. He said, that's sufficient. What I need for you to do is go out, borrow a whole bunch of vessels, as many as you can, bring them in, start pouring. As she started pouring, all of the vessels were filled up. And then she says, bring me another vessel. The, the other vessel couldn't come because there weren't any more. And then the oil stopped. 
And then she, the man of God said, take the oil and sell it, right? And live off of the, pay off your debts and live off of the rest. And so here's what's interesting. The, the vessels were calling for the oil. And when the vessels stopped calling for the oil, the oil stopped. The question we asked last week was, where did the oil come from? Where did the oil come from? I submit to you that the oil came from the invisible kingdom of God to that woman through supernatural means. Side note, we just got a testimony this week from someone that lives in uh, Mississippi, and they said that they had some issues with their ankle, like some gout, and they couldn't walk. And they listened to last week's message about the oil, and they thought, you know, the oil is also an anointing oil. And so they grabbed some oil out the kitchen and rubbed their ankles and just said, you know what? I believe that I'm going to walk with no pain. They said that before, they, before they, they went to bed that night, they were walking around the house with no pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Calling healing from another dimension, the kingdom of God, and demanding that it comes into this earthly realm. And so we see here that the the oil came from a supernatural, invisible realm, supplied not only her need, but made her much, much mucho denarii. (laughs) <laughs> lots of money because she sold the oil and she, she began to be in the oil business. Last week we talked about Adrian here. Adrian is at True Life, one of our great members and family members here at True Life Fellowship Church for years. Matter of fact, all of you guys are here for this one. You don't know this, but we have been calling you here. We've been calling you. People come from the north, south, east, and the west. Come in and watch our live stream. Get a part of our website. You don't know this, but we've been calling you. Well, Adrian's a good example. She's on social media looking for another Devon. She, she's searching and she runs across me. How be it? She runs across me. She says, you know what? I want to go check out that church. Well, she comes check out the church and she's still here. Praise God. How, how did she get here? How did she get here? How did she find out about true life? From the invisible realm to her through social media. We've been calling her. Come. We didn't know her name, but we called her in. Come. And the Lord said, this is how I'm going to get her in. She's going to be looking for for Devon, but I'm going to really lead her. She never even found the other Devon. I'm going to really lead her to the Devon that she's really looking for. And she got here, praise God, from the invisible kingdom of God. God can get to you things that you need for this life. In John chapter 21, I want to take a look at verse 3. John chapter 21, and let's start at verse 3. Watch this. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Somebody say nothing. Nothing. But when the morning had now come, 
So they fished all night. Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Look at verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered, no. Let's conclude with verse 6. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Now, let me dissect this story for you. Here these guys are. Jesus had already, had already died on the cross, and uh, the disciples now are trying to figure out what they're going to do. So they go back to their trade. They go back fishing. Peter says, hey, I'm going to go fishing. The other disciples say, I'm going to join you. They fish all night long on one side of the boat, and they caught nothing at all. Then Jesus shows up in the morning, shouts out. They don't recognize him, but he shouts out to them, have you caught anything? They said, nothing. He said, try the other side of the boat. Now, let's just think about this from a human way of thinking. What is the difference from one side of the boat fishing and the other side of the boat? Is there any natural difference at all from fishing on one side? Y'all act like y'all don't know if that's the answer to that. Any natural difference. There's no natural difference whatsoever. So my question to you is, where did the fish come from? Where did the fish come from? I submit to you that the fish came from the invisible kingdom of God to Peter through that lake. They obeyed Jesus by casting the net on the other side. We'll talk about this later on. They obeyed him, and when they obeyed him, they tapped into the supernatural power of God. They tapped into the invisible kingdom of God and reaped supernaturally so many fish that they could not even get it up. And Peter, recognizing right away, jumps in, swims, and says, that's Jesus. I got to get to him because I tapped into another dimension. I tapped into another realm. I tapped into the kingdom of God. You have access to the kingdom of God. I want to talk to you in this series about you're just not common. You're uncommon. And you got to be okay with that. You, <laughs> you are peculiar. You're, you're not just limited to natural means. You can access the supernatural realm, invisible realm of God, and reap supernaturally from his kingdom. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, let's go to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, and let's look at verse 27. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 27. Jesus is talking here. He says, nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. But let's set this story up. The, uh, the tax man shows up to Peter. He says, hey, do, does you, do you and your master pay taxes? He said, yeah, we pay taxes. And Jesus said, all right, here's how we're going to pay our taxes. Peter, go fishing today. The very first fish you catch, there's going to be money in the fish's mouth. 
And this money is going to be sufficient enough to not only pay your taxes, but pay my taxes as well. Go ahead and take the money out the fish's mouth and pay the taxes. So I have to submit this question to you. Where did the money come from in the fish's mouth? See, we're talking about miracles. And miracles should be something that's happening for us all the time. Matter of fact, it is happening, but you're not recognizing it. But once you start recognizing it, you'll start calling for them. And once you start calling for them, you'll start experiencing them. And then people will start asking you, how is this happening for you? How is this happening to you? And you can say, it's the power of God. I know Jesus and Jesus is taking care of me. Jesus is supplying for me. Jesus is providing for me. This is how it's happening. And they will want to know and want to experience the power. But here's what's happened, guys. We've gotten so accustomed to no longer, <laughs> no longer looking for miracles. Now here's, this is what we're looking for today. Who has the best preaching ability? Who can rhyme and, and who can deliver and has a articulation and have, knows the dictionary and the, the thesaurus inside and out? And if they can deliver something that sounds really good to my ears, then I'll follow that person. And that person, generally speaking, has no miracles happening in their life. We're following someone's uh, ability to communicate very, very well. Now, I don't want to put that to the side. We should communicate very well. But do you have some power operating in your life? Do you have some miracles occurring in your life? Is there any evidence that God is with you? And so what happened here in this story, Peter does exactly what Jesus says, pulls the fish out, the, fit, the money, the tax money is in the fish's mouth, takes it, pays for it, where did the money come from? It came from the invisible kingdom of God to Jesus and Peter through the mouth of a fish. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Many years ago, probably this was probably 2004. This is way before, you know, laptops and iPads and you know, iPhones and all that. I had the one of them big old computers, right? Big old monitor, and the hard drive was huge, you know. You remember those big old hard drives. And some way or another, I'm living in this one-bedroom apartment, and uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a, a steady job at this time. I was working for a bakery, and a big bank, I, got, I found out a big bank because I was trying to get interviewed at this big bank, and I found out that they wanted me to send them some information. My computer had not been working for like two weeks. And here I am. I'm new to the city of Charlotte. My computer's not working, but they're like, can you get over to me right away your resume? I'm like, I got to get that resume to them. I got to get this job. You know what I'm talking about? I got to get this to them. Computer had me working. The hard drive would not come on. And I said, Lord, I got to get this resume to them tonight. I didn't know a lot of people. The library, you know, and at that point, I was going to the library to get some things done, but you had to get on the waiting list at the library. You couldn't just walk to a computer. There's a lot of people. It could be hours, and I needed to get that tonight. I said, 
in the name of Jesus, I call for supernatural ability to come to this laptop, or it wasn't a laptop, what do you call it, desktop, supernatural ability to come to this desktop, I call for it to work now in the name of Jesus, and I laid my hands on it, and I stepped back, gave God a little time to work on it, you know, (laughs) then I went back to it, pushed the power button, and that thing came on. Glory to God. So I got my resume. I sent it over. I said, hallelujah. Hit the send button. Got it over to him. Glory to God. The hard drive never worked again. I called a guy to come fix it. And he, he comes in. He's like, oh, it's burnt. What happened was, the con- I don't know all the terminology, but the connectors was burnt. He showed me it was burnt. He said, this thing, this thing wasn't ever going to fire up. I said, hey, man, actually about two weeks ago, I fired this thing up because I had to get it. He said, no, you didn't fire it up. This thing is burned. He said, there's no way. This thing has been like this a long time. There's no way. I said, no, I did. I fired it up. So I had to get a... He said, you didn't. You didn't fire it up. I said, I know what happened here. A miracle took place, glory to God. This thing fired up because the invisible kingdom of God provided access for me. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We have access to the invisible kingdom of God. And it fired this thing up because I needed to get that resume out. God knew the desires of my heart. Y'all know the story. I get that job. I end up getting promoted three times, two times in three years. Started out making $28,000, made over $120,000. Miraculously, that thing fired up and I got to them what needed to happen. God did this thing. It wasn't me. It was God. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say, I believe. I believe. Somebody say, that's mine. that's mine. One particular time, I was believing God for $5,000. And uh, this particular money I was believing God for was I wanted to bless some staff members of our church. I wanted to give them each $1,000 just for, just for serving and saying thank you and thank you to them and, and just being a blessing. I said, Lord, I'm asking an additional $5,000 come into our church. I just want to be a blessing. And I, and I had the exact amount, $5,000. I wanted to give each of them $1,000. I wanted to give my wife $1,000 too, praise God. So look, yes, amen. You should want to bless your wife too. And all the wives said... <laughs> I said, I want to bless. I said, I want to, I want to bless them. I mean, she's serving our children right now and teaching them. And I want to, I just want to bless them. And the Lord, I tap into the invisible kingdom of God. I call for $5,000 to come to me now in the name of Jesus. I wanted to do it for Christmas. This is around October. I called for it in October. I want it to give it to him at Christmas. So I'm saying, Lord, you got three months. <laughs> you got to get this. But I'm calling, I call it in. $5,000 come. Now, if you have a need, what should you do? Sow a seed. So I sowed a seed. I said, I sowed a seed, believe in God that he'll meet the need, $5,000. All of a sudden, I get a call from a ministry friend of mine. Doesn't go to our church and good friend of mine, but he, he loves our ministry. He said, check your mail. I got a little something for you. And I said, okay. He said, yeah, just check the church account. I got, I got a little something for it. I said, well, praise God. Thank, glory to God. I bless you right now. But I knew right away how much it was. I didn't tell him, but I said, I know how much it's going to be. I already know. 
I go to the church room box about a week or, week or two later, I open it up, and how much was the check in there for? $5,000. I shouted, thank, I thank God, I called him, told him the whole story. He had no idea. He's like, glory to God. The Lord just spoke to me and told me to bless the ministry with this, that. $5,000. Where did the $5,000 come from? Where did it come from? Huh? The invisible realm, the kingdom of God, it came from the kingdom to our ministry through a partner in the ministry. Didn't come from the partner. I, I thank God that he obeyed God. I'm not worshiping him. I know where it came from. It came from the invisible kingdom of God. Thomas, run my phone up here real quick. Thank you. The invisible kingdom of God. When God wants to get something to you, you can't just simply wait on him. You're going to have to call for it. Somebody say call. You're going to have to call for it to come. This is what he, this is what the Lord was telling us in Romans chapter four through the apostle Paul. God calls things that be not as though they were, or he calls things that do not exist as though they exist. What am I saying? If you need healing in your body, don't call for how much sickness you have. Call for the healing to come. From the invisible realm of the kingdom of God, I call for healing to come. I place a demand on the healing power of Jesus to come. It is my covenant, right? I call for it to come. Healing, come to me now in the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody say that. Healing, come to me now in the name of Jesus. And I call for it. And you place a demand on it. And supernaturally, because this kingdom is more real than you would ever realize, it's more real than what you can currently see with your eyes. Everything you need is in the invisible realm, the kingdom of God. Everything that pertains unto this life, it's in the invisible realm. And here's when you should definitely call for it. You want to hear when you should definitely call for it? When the doctors say, we can do nothing for you. That doesn't mean that nothing for you cannot be done. <laughs> you have access to the kingdom of God. You have access to God himself. And if you are his child... How much more, parents in here, how much more do you want to provide for your children better than you were provided for? The only reason, the only reason, think about this. You got a rich, healthy God, a rich, healthy father. And if your kids are broke, busted, and disgusted, the only reason your kids are broke, busted, and disgusted, if if you're like me as a father, the only reason they would be is because they rejected it. It wouldn't be because I'm not providing it. I was talking to someone here recently, and they were talking about that the kids having a hard time reading, and they were getting upset about the teachers because the kids. And I looked, I said, "Can you read?" 
They said, yeah. I said, then it's embarrassing that your kid can't read. It's not on the teacher. It's on you. If you can read, your kids should be able to read. So you train your children to read because that's embarrassing that you can read and they can't read. The light went off on the inside. Oh, my gosh, that is my fault. It is. It's embarrassing. Don't blame the teacher. They're there to help. You're there to teach them to read. Amen. God is providing. And what's happening in the supernatural realm is we are not calling for the provision. We are not seeking the provision. We are not seeking him, the provider, who can give us the provision because we have not called for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this can work on things that you enjoy. What is it that you enjoy? You can call. There there are opportunities. There are people that I have met. There are relationships that I'm involved in because I simply, before I even met these people, I called for it. Lord, I would like to meet this person. In Jesus' name, I call for it. Whenever you want, whenever, whenever you would have it, I call, I call for a divine opportunity, an open door, a connection. And God starts working. You start tapping into the visible room. Next thing you know, you are meeting with a person that you wanted to meet. And you're like, how did this happen? And all you can say is look at what God has done. Now, footnote, be careful, because I met some people I wanted to meet, and they weren't so impressive after I met them. <laughs> they weren't so great after I'm like, okay. But, but, but that's neither here nor there. Understand that you have the ability to call for things in the supernatural realm, and God will provide them when you call. Matter of fact, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, it won't be on the screen, but I want to read this to you. 1 John chapter 5 and 14. Well, I don't know. They might put it on the screen for us. They're good back there. 1 John chapter 5, 14. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask, you can insert the word call, If you ask anything according to his will, well, how do we know his will? In his word, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Glory be to God. Call for it. Ask. The issue is many of us are not calling for things. We're not asking for things. We're not getting out there in the invisible realm and say, Lord, I believe you are real. Matter of fact, Hebrews tells us what in Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, we must believe that God exists and that he's a rewarder of them that exist. So many times we're not calling for impossible things because we don't even really believe that God exists. I know, I know I, I got to say it because you're trying to, how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay this bill? God didn't tell you to stay up all night and talk about how to pay the bill. He said, if there's a mountain in your life and that bill could be a mountain in your life, what are you supposed to do? Speak to the mountain. You're supposed to pull the bill out and you're supposed to point your finger at it. Are you listening to me? This is what supernatural people do. 
and we point to it and we say, be paid, be gone, dematerialize and cease to exist. And you go and you go eat your dinner and have a good time. And if it comes back up on you, how are we going to pay for it? How are we going to take care of it? How are we going to take care of this? You go back to the bill and let it sit there, point to it. And what do you say? Be paid, be gone, dematerialize and cease to exist. I know y'all think I'm crazy, but I've got bills paid supernaturally that way. Hallelujah. When, when we had an issue, you guys know the story. And, and don't you feel the air? I see you, Josh. You look a little cold. It's blowing. Our, our ACs went out. And if you are a renter in a commercial building, typically speaking, generally speaking, the renter has to pay for those things. Well, I end up talking to um, the guy that the landlord of, of the facility. I said, man, we need to make a deal. And it had two, two units. He goes, OK, I'll pay for one. You pay for the other. I said, OK, that's, that sounds like a fair deal. So we made a deal. I pay for one. You pay for the other. Well, the cost of one was 10000 or 8700 bucks, right? I said, all right, Lord, you got mail. We got to have some coal AC in the building. Are you listening to me? God, you, you got mail. Here you go. This is the cost, $8,700. For us to fix this, we're we going through the summer. We can't be hot up in here. We, we just can't do it. I, I see something. Mm -mm, mm -mm. We, we can't do it. Lord, you, you, you got mail. I place a demand upon the invisible kingdom of God. I'm not going to pressure the people with this. It, it, this is, yes, it is our responsibility to all chip in and work together. This is what God's called the church to do. It is. But this was something I was going directly to God for. I'm not even letting the people know about this. I'm pressing into the supernatural realm. $8,700. Come. Well, we, we have a church credit card. I put it on the church credit card just to get it done so we can get going. Now we got 30 days for $8,700 to come in. Bless God. Someone by God's grace, sends in a check, doesn't even go to our church, for $11,000. Hallelujah. Paid for. Amen. Cash. No, no. Yeah, put your hands together for Jesus. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Listen, this is not about, they don't even, listen, listen, listen. They don't even know why they sent it. The Lord told them to send it. They don't even know why. They obeyed. They sent it. We called for it. Some of y'all in business right now, people don't even want to buy your product. They don't have to want to buy your product. Just call for them to buy it, and they'll wake up saying, I really need that product right there. I need to buy that. Are you listening to me? Because you called for it. People say, no, I need, to, I need to get in on that. I need to get in on that. I'm talking about supernatural ways. Are you listening to me this morning? Supernaturally calling things that be not as though they were calling it in, calling it in, calling it in. And when you begin to call things in, you'll start to see things come and you'll begin to just simply scratch the surface on the supernatural. Tapping into the kingdom of God in a way that I believe we haven't done it enough. I've been challenged over the last six weeks to tap into the invisible kingdom of God. I'm, I've been worried about things too much. I've been stressing over things too much. I've been trying to figure out 
How are we going to do this too much? When I've got access to excess. Did y'all get that? I've got access to excess. God can get to me anything from anyone, anywhere, at any time. This is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Thank you.